You were created for more than just waking up, eating, heading to work, and repeating that same cycle every single day. If you're feeling stuck right now, I want you to keep listening because I'm here to help. My name is Arielle Richard, and I want to welcome you to the Daily Climb podcast, your corner on the internet where we explore personal growth, mindset, and productivity strategies to help you pursue your passions. If you're someone who wants to passionately pursue your calling without sacrificing what matters to you the most, this podcast is for you. Each week on the podcast, we'll dig deep into self-improvement strategies so that you can climb. I can't wait to see how you grow. Hello, hello. I cannot believe I'm here right now recording my very first episode of the Daily Climb podcast. Um, I've been dreaming about this for so, so long, and I'm just really, really excited to put this out there because I was holding myself back for a very long period of time. I felt like I couldn't start this podcast until all my ducks were in a row and that everything was perfect, but in reality, it's never going to be perfect, and if I wait for it to be perfect, I'll be starting too late. So here we are. This is the very first episode of the Daily Climb podcast. I'm really happy that you're here tuning in, and um, this is really going to be a good one. It's really, really a good one. <laughs> so I'm going to share a couple of phrases that you may or may not have said yourself or heard other people say. I didn't sleep enough. There's not enough time. I wish I had more opportunities. I should have said more. I wonder what bad news I'll get today. Do any of those sound familiar? I know that, um, you know, so many of us, we operate from this uh, place of feeling like there's never going to be enough of X, Y, Z. And this episode is about uncovering that because it's coming from a place of a scarcity mindset. So we're going to be uncovering that in this episode. And I'm going to help give you some tips on how you can switch from that to thinking more abundantly. Um, Because if you're someone who's said those phrases or anything similar, then you're dealing with a scarcity mindset. And the truth is, we all have at some point or another or still are dealing with a scarcity mindset because it's just natural and that's where we're going to fall as humans. And the truth is the way that you think can make or break your outlook in life. And so it's really, really important to recognize the thoughts that we're putting into our heads and addressing them. And so that's why we have this episode. So I'm going to help you learn to shift your mindset from scarcity to abundance. And we're going to dive deep into what the scarcity mindset is, what the abundant mindset is, why it's important to make that switch and all of that good stuff. So let's go. So a scarcity mindset is, uh, it believes that there is never going to be enough, whether that's related to money, time, opportunities, love, you name it. If you're operating from a scarcity mindset, you're going to be focused on everything that you don't have or everything that you lack in life. And there's actually a really good quote that I like from someone named Stephen Covey. And he says, most people are deeply scripted in what I call the scarcity uh, mentality. They see life as having only so much as though there were only one pie out there. And if someone were to get a big piece of the pie, it would mean less for everyone else. And if we just break this down a little bit, it makes sense, right? I mean, uh, I was thinking when I was thinking about this quote, I thought about Thanksgiving dinner and how I have a really, really big family. So, uh, and everyone, of course, celebrates differently. Of course, some people make ham, some make turkey, mashed potatoes, all the different side dishes, uh, yams, all that good stuff. So I was thinking back to Thanksgiving with my family and how my cousins would come over and my one cousin, she would always get a huge plate of food, 
huge. And I would always see her plate of food and think, oh my gosh, she got so much. So I have to get a lot too. Otherwise there won't be enough for me. <laughs> and like, it sounds so silly, but in reality, I mean, that's how it is, right? As someone keeps taking more and more and more and people keep getting plates, there's going to be less, but it's like really, it's really easy to think of life as the same way, right? It's easy to see like, oh, all these other people are in relationships. I'll never find anyone. All the good ones are taken or I'll never be able to get that job that I want. The field is so saturated or uh, what's another one? I'll never have enough time to pursue the things I want to pursue in life, right? So, I mean, I'm sure any of those things have sounded like familiar or you've said to yourself or you've heard other people say, because like I mentioned before, it's very easy to uh, operate from that mentality. And so if you're like, okay, I hear you, but I'm not really sure if I'm operating from a scarcity mindset. Here are three signs of a scarcity mindset that I'm going to give to you. And I'm going to break them down after number one, believing that situations are inevitable. Number two, being envious of others. And number three, overindulgence. So let's break them down. Number one, believing that situations are inevitable. So it's very, okay, <laughs> let me break this down. According to the world, there are so many different things that they would respond with. It's just the way it is. For example, going through numerous heartbreaks before finding your true soulmate. That's just the way it is. Or believing that, um, I don't know, believing that you're going to struggle before getting that dream job is just the way it is. And I'm putting, you can't see me, but I'm putting quotation marks around that every time I say it. So there's so many different things in life where the world will respond with, that's just the way it is. It's inevitable. You're going to experience that. And what I say is that that way of thinking doesn't have, it doesn't have to be that way. We don't have to lower our, our self-esteem and think less of ourselves or deplete our energy or excitement for something because, oh, it's inevitable. I remember when I was growing up, I shared with a friend of mine that, you know, I didn't want to go through a, uh, blah, blah, blah. can I speak? <laughs> I didn't want to go through a bunch of heartbreak and um, all that stuff. So I, I was really clear on like what I was looking for in a relationship. And I was like, you know, when I see someone that like, if, I don't know if I'm talking with someone and I, that's not what I want, I just know that. And I'm not going to, I'm not going to waste time. And I remember when I shared that with her, she was like, oh, well, that's not really possible. I mean, you're going to have heartbreak, right? <laughs> and, you know, that really hurt me. It was, it lowered my self-esteem a little bit because I was like, man, like, this is something I'm really, like, I don't, it doesn't have to be that way, right? I don't have to go through heartbreak. And I'm not saying anything against those who have experienced that, but I'm saying like, it's not like it's inevitable because it doesn't have to be that way. I hope I'm making sense. Basically, my point is we can change our mindset. We could choose to seek or pursue the different things that we want to, regardless if the world says is going to be inevitable. So that's the first point. The second one is being envious of others. Now, this is huge. We often waste our time being envious of the materialistic items that other people have. And for example, uh, being jealous that other people have more money than us or that they have that better job or that they have that big house or that fancy car and different things like that. And I just want you to think about it. What good does being jealous or envious of them have? You're going to just feel like an awful person. You're going to feel like, man, you're always going to be thinking about what you don't have. And who wants to who wants to live and operate in that way, right? 
um, you know, it doesn't feel good to just keep thinking about all these different things that you don't have. When you can choose to think abundantly, you can choose to be grateful for what you do have. And uh, what's that quote? I'm totally going to butcher it, but it's like what you have or what you're grateful for grows or something like that. I mean, hopefully I remember, but <laughs> um, that's just like a really, really big one because being envious and jealous, of course, like every now and then it can happen. But if you choose to make that shift of, okay, let me not be like envious of, of what this person has and let me try to think more abundantly and grateful for what I have. And a really good idea for this is every morning, if you like to journal or if you, even if you don't journal, try to start doing this, write down three things that you are grateful for. And a challenge that actually I got from Ashley Pollard would be to try to make it be something that's not essential, like water or um, something that like you need to survive. Uh, try to be, be grateful for like the other things in life that you don't necessarily need, quote unquote, to survive. So that's number two. Number three is overindulgence. This is the one that I resonate with a lot because when we operate from a place of scarcity, we tend to overindulge in several areas of our life. And this can be different for different people. For me, it's overspending. So <laughs> um, it's really it's like it's really a subconscious thing more than anything, because if we subconsciously think that, for example, money is a scarce resource, then we can and likely use that resource for pleasure. And that's just a source of instant gratification. So for me, if I had a rough day or if I just felt like I could use something positive or I don't know, I would just indulge in my favorite meal from my local Chinese restaurant or I would just. Um, you know, go on a shopping spree when I know that I could be using or should be using that money for something different. And like I mentioned, I'm not trying to say that it's bad to treat yourself. That's not at all what I'm saying. But I'm saying when you do this on a regular basis and it becomes a habit to just when you feel a certain way, okay, this is what I'm going to do instead for instant gratification, just recognizing that, oh, I'm overindulging right now. This is a like, let me dig deep into why I'm overindulging right now, because being aware of that and making that shift, like it'll help you get down to like that root deep cause. And I'm so, so big on getting down to the root cause of things. And so those are the three signs of a scarcity mindset that I have for you. Um, of course, there's some other ones, but those are three that I think are really, really big. And if you need some questions to help you determine if you're in a scarcity mindset, a few, I have five that you can think about. And by all means, if you want to pause this episode to think about them or a journal or whatever it is, uh, feel free to do that. So number one, what do you complain about most often? Number two, do you feel that you're lacking something in life? Number three, do you find yourself wishing that you had what others have? Number four, do you find yourself under tipping your server? And number five, are you someone who limits your travels to save gas? And I may or may not have done this a couple of times or all the time, <laughs> but yeah. So those are the five questions that I would say, like, you know, just think about and like help jump, uh, what's that? Help jumpstart that thought process um, to see if you're operating from a scarcity mindset and which areas you are doing that from. Okay, so you've had a chance to think about those questions. Now, before we go further, I just want to let you know that scarcity is a natural place to fall. It's human nature. So please don't be discouraged if you 
are listening and you're like, man, I am operating from a scarcity mindset because that's why I'm bringing this episode. You are capable of switching that that mindset and those limiting beliefs that you may have. And it's completely human nature. We all have and still are in many ways operating from a place of scarcity. And so it's just a matter of making that switch. So now let's move on to why you have a scarcity mindset. So our brain can't function properly without first meeting its basic needs. This is like just a psychological thing. If you grew up in an environment where your basic needs were scarce or not available, then naturally you're going to carry a feeling of scarcity, even if your environment improves. And if you didn't grow up where your basic needs were met, then you picked up the feeling of scarcity somewhere else along the way, whether that may be love or, um, or what's another example? A career and different things like that. And this is something that could be passed down from your parents if they continuously stressed that thing. And for example, we see it in businesses all the time, right? They use urgency and scarcity to improve their conversions. They make you think that there's fewer resources than needed to fill our wants and needs. And they like the idea, of, they use the idea of getting, making you feel like, oh, this is going to go away so that you could buy their products. And I know for me, something like when I said before, like I tend to overspend a way that I operate from that scarcity mindset is like one of the, I guess you would say quote unquote needs or something that I want is to grow my business. So when someone is marketing like, oh, if you want to grow your business, then X, Y, Z, if you want to blah, 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 that's going to draw my attention naturally. So I hope that these examples are making sense, (laughs) but So that's just an example of how you can have that scarcity mindset and how you can operate from there and what caused it. But now I want to uh, switch gears into what's an abundant mindset. So where I said scarcity is, oh, there's never going to be enough. Abundance says we have plenty of this. And those who think abundantly recognize that they can be in the driver's seat of their lives. They can work on things bigger than themselves. And so the same person, Stephen Covey, that I mentioned earlier, has another quote where he says, the abundance mentality, on the other hand, flows out of a deep inner sense of personal worth and security. It is the paradigm that there is plenty out there and that there is enough to spare for everybody. It results in sharing of prestige, of recognition, profits, decision-making, and it opens possibilities, options, alternatives, and creativity. So if you're someone who operates from an abundance mindset, or if you want to make that switch, you're going to believe that there's always enough. You're going to believe that there's room for everyone at the top. There's plenty of money, plenty of opportunity, of time, of love, you name it. You can get that job you've been dreaming of. You are worthy of receiving and giving love. And those with an abundant mindset, they're going to celebrate these successes of others. They're not going to be jealous or envious. They're not going to you know, tear people down like, oh, you achieved that, but blah, 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 blah. No, you're going to celebrate and you're going to um, you know, believe that we can be at the top together. And of course, it's unrealistic to think that we're going to think abundantly all the time. But being able to recognize when you are thinking from a place of scarcity, that's going to be able to help you make that shift to thinking abundantly. And uh, just just want to share some differences between scarcity abundance just quickly. Um, number one, where scarcity says I'm going to play it safe and, you know, I'm just, I don't want to step outside of my comfort zone. Abundance is going to say, no, let's take a risk. 
we're going to recognize that in order to grow, I need to leave my comfort zone. Number two, there is plenty versus we have a deficit. So in a person with a lens of abundance, they believe that there's always more than enough for everyone. However, if you operate from a place of scarcity, you're going to live in fear that you're going to lose compared to everyone else or that you won't have a seat at the table or that you're constantly competing with others. And so that goes back to what I said before, how no, like we don't need to compete. There's room for both of us at the top. Number three, thinking positively versus thinking negatively. The abundance mindset says that the glass is half full, but the scarcity mindset says, no, eh, it's half empty. You know, like, <laughs> you know, that like, uh, I forgot, there's like a graphic that you could see where like it compares the two. And basically, if you choose to live in abundance, you're going to think positively about various things that happen in life, whether good or bad. And you'll see the lessons that you learned from bad experiences. However, uh, however, those who live in scarcity have a victim mentality and they blame others rather than taking responsibility for themselves. And they feel like, oh, um, they don't see the lessons from a bad experience. And number four, embracing change versus fearing change. So obviously change is inevitable. We can't control everything that happens to ourselves. Um, and we can't control things that are going to change in the world. The abundance mindset recognizes that and is open to accepting change, whether we cause it or not. But the scarcity mindset fears change, and that can be very limiting to you achieving the things that you want to achieve in life. So we went through the differences. We know what an abundance mindset is. We know what a scarcity mindset is. We know that, okay, I want to think abundantly. I want to receive all my blessings, and I want to achieve my goals. I'm ready to step into my true power. So how do you exactly do that? How do you reverse the scarcity mindset that you've been operating from for so, so long? So here are some actionable steps that you can take to reverse your scarcity mindset. I'm going to break it down in points, and then we are going to wrap up this first episode. So number one, use the language of prosperity. Shift your thinking from focusing on what you don't have and focus on the abundance that you do have. You can reprogram your brain by making a conscious choice to think positively. Because like I mentioned very at the beginning of this episode, your words have a huge effect on your mind. What you watch, what you read, what you think, those are all going to affect your mind and your mindset and the way that you're going to operate in the world and you being able to step into your true power. So tell your brain, literally tell your brain what to focus on. And I actually have abundance affirmations, journaling prompts. Well, not journaling prompts, but abundance affirmations that you can say um, in the mirror every morning. It's going to be weird at first, but if that's something you want, then uh, you can grab that on my website. Number two, recognizing how your past has impacted, impacted you. I say all the time that our past experiences they affect how we're going to operate in the world. They like we all have unique, different experiences that are going to. Um, reflect in what we do. And if you're unconsciously taught to live in scarcity, then you're not going to rec well, I don't want to say you're not going to recognize that, but like you don't realize that oh, this past experience is why I'm operating in this way. Does that make sense? And that's why I always say knowing where your mindset stems from will help you be able to tackle it more effectively and shift that mindset and dare I suggest rewrite your past. The past exists only in your head and you can make it mean whatever you want your past to mean. So that was number two. Number three, do not accept it is what it is as an answer. Do not do it. Whatever it is that you want to achieve, 
um, you know, what you want to pursue. If someone, if the world, if it's like the world says this, this person says that my parents say this, my best friend says that don't accept it is what it is as an answer. Don't limit yourself to what the world says is and is not achievable. Don't do it because you, you are capable of so much more than what that other person says you are or what they think you are. You are capable. The next one is practice gratitude. Oprah Winfrey once said, if you look at what you have in life, you'll always have more. But if you look at what you don't have in life, you'll never have enough. And obviously this is easier said than done, but you can start by practicing gratitude. Like I mentioned earlier, writing down three to five things that you're grateful for every single morning. And I actually also have um, self-awareness journaling prompts, if that's something that you're interested in, that is also on my website. And just journaling and getting into the habit of like exploring what you're thinking about different things and exploring how you feel, it's just so, so helpful. And it's really, really gonna help you be more self-aware so that you can make those shifts and step into your true power. The next one is acknowledging other people's successes. Typically, a, a consequence of scarcity is being jealous of others and being envious. So to help yourself overcome that, try to make a conscious effort to applaud other people's achievements and try to, you know, just let them, oh, wow, that's like, that's a really awesome achievement. I can't wait till I get there too. Um, and, you know, just recognizing there is room for you to be there as well. The next one is surrounding yourself with abundance-minded people. And you know that saying that goes, oh, if you're the smartest person in the room, then you're in the wrong room. The same thing applies with abundance. You should surround yourself with people who are positive and who see the glass as half full. And this could even be people that you know. Um, so it does like, of course, the people that you physically know in real life, but also the people that you follow on social media. Because like I mentioned before, I said that so many times, like I mentioned before, what you read, what you see, that goes into your mind and that's going to subconsciously affect the way that you operate. So the people that you're following on social media, you need, like do a check if you need to. See, okay, am I following someone who's always being negative, always like, uh, you know, promoting this like uh, negative energy, whatever, whatever it may be. Follow those people that are inspiring. Follow those people who are like educating you and who are giving value to you and not making you feel like crap about yourself. So that's a really, really big one. Another one that I really, really want you to do is visualize the future version of yourself because by you visualizing who you wanna be, like you haven't met that person yet, but that person exists. You are capable of being that future version of yourself. So if you're saying, oh, I wanna be someone, think about like how you're operating right now, right? Think about, okay, right now I'm, I have limiting beliefs that I'm not capable. I'm afraid of failing. I'm afraid of, um, I'm afraid of judgment from my peers. Think about all those things that you have, what you're afraid of, what you're doing right now. And think about the opposite. Think about what you want the future version of yourself to be. For example, I want my future version of myself to not be afraid of what other people say about me. I want the future version of myself to... Uh, be consistent. I want the future version of myself to X, Y, Z, whatever it is for you. And once you visualize that in your mind, when you like do your little actions or whatever it is that you're doing in your life, think about that future version of yourself because you are capable. You're the only person that's going to get you there. So think about it. And when you're doing those actions, remind yourself, hey, what is the future version of myself? What would she do in this situation? What would he do in this situation, right? And so that's something I really, really want you to think about. 
And then lastly, apply a beginner's mindset because those who practice abundance, they are craving opportunities to learn and grow from other people and, you know, reading and all that good stuff. So everything you do, like apply a beginner's mindset at some point or another, we are all beginners in whatever it is we pursue. I was a beginner at uh, singing once before. I was a beginner at playing the piano. I was a beginner at studying in school, but we learn and we grow and you are capable of building up those different skills that you have in your life. So with that said, um, we were, okay. We are always going to operate from all right, so it is not uncommon to operate from a place of scarcity. Negative thoughts are always going to be entering our minds and it's only natural for us to fall into that place of scarcity. However, you are capable of reversing that scarcity mindset, being aware of that scarcity mindset and make the conscious effort to change it and to um, change your outlook in life. And that reverse is not going to happen overnight. But gradually, you'll start to see those changes and you'll start to learn and grow into how you can make that change. And so I want you to remember that you've got this. I'm rooting for you. And before I end this episode, I am going to just briefly share those uh, couple of points. So if you need to catch it or you can even rewind the episode as well. But I want you to know that there is love. There is money. There are opportunities. And there's so much more waiting for you. And you deserve it you are capable of doing more. So though, just to recap on those uh, changes that I, those actionable steps that you can take to reverse your scarcity mindset, I said, number one, using the language of prosperity. Number two, recognizing how your past has impacted you. Number three, not accepting it is was it, what it is as an answer. Number four, practicing gratitude. Number five, acknowledging other people's successes. Number six, surrounding yourself with abundance-minded people. Number seven, visualizing the future version of yourself. And number eight, applying that beginner's mindset. So I really, really hope that you enjoyed this episode. I'm rooting for you. I'm cheering for you. And you are so, so capable. So thank you for listening to this episode. Leave a review in the comments. Um, not comments, leave a review. I'm so new to the podcasting space. Oh my gosh. Leave a review if you like this episode and let me know what you want to hear. I'm I'm here for you. This content is for you to help you grow and step into your true, authentic self. All right, take care. Thank you so, so much for tuning in to the Daily Climb podcast, where we explore personal growth, mindset, and productivity strategies so that you can climb. If you enjoyed what you listened to today, I really encourage you to leave a review on whatever platform you're listening on because it really does help the podcast grow. So with that said, thank you so much for tuning in and I can't wait to see you next time. Take care.